Welcome to episode number 128 of the Civil Engineering Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping civil engineering professionals succeed in work and life. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as a civil engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success, and I've traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knutson, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. I've also had the honor of authoring the American Society of Civil Engineers Careers and Leadership column for the past few years. Now, at the Engineering Management Institute, we believe that in order to be the best civil engineer you can be, you must consistently get better. Get better at your craft, your people skills, and as a leader. And that's why we publish this free podcast to help you do just that. Now, in this episode, our third episode in our Women in Civil Engineering series, I will be taking you with me to visit Michelle Bryhoff, who is a project manager at Mazer Consulting. Michelle is going to talk about some of the non-technical things or actions you can take as a civil engineer to build confidence and equip yourself as a well-rounded engineering professional, something that Michelle and, and we also believe that can really differentiate you as a civil engineering professional. Michelle is also going to tell us about the Mazer Women's Organization and how it has helped all employees at Mazer, men and women, to build confidence and get exposure to things that they need to learn about, again, to be well-rounded. Before we get started, this is a free show and our sponsors help us keep it free, so I ask that you please support them. And now I'd like to recognize our sponsors for this episode. First, I would like to thank EMI's newest podcast sponsor, Mazer Consulting a privately owned multidiscipline engineering firm with 950 employees in 32 offices nationwide and growing fast. Mazer Consulting's engineers, planners, surveyors, landscape architects, and environmental scientists provide professional services to a diverse client base across the public and private sectors. Headquartered in New Jersey with projects coast to coast, Mazer's offices are strategically positioned to provide comprehensive services to meet their clients' needs. Mazer Consulting is committed to the success of their clients and employees. I'll tell you a little bit more about Mazer Consulting later on, but I also want to thank them for hosting this episode and having me in their headquarters in Red Bank, New Jersey to visit with Michelle. I also want to just make an announcement that I'm very excited about. The Engineering Management Institute will be a diamond sponsor for the AEC HR Summit that is put on by the Employee Engagement Group in April in Denver, Colorado. This is a wonderful event that really focuses on best practices for engagement, learning, and development for AEC professionals. This will be our second year sponsoring and attending Bob Kelleher and his group. They do a great job with this conference. If you're planning to attend, I really look forward to connecting with you and if you're thinking about possibly attending, I recommend that you check out everything about the summit at employeeengagement.com. Just look for the 2020 AEC HR Summit registration page, and you can sign on there, and hopefully we'll see you out in Denver, Colorado. Before we jump into this session of the podcast, I just want to tell you a little bit more about my guest, Michelle Bryhoff. Michelle is a traffic engineer for Mazer Consulting. She's been practicing for over 10 years and she's been at Mazer for a little over six years. And what stuck out for me about this interview 
you know, after I did it, I was reflecting on it, was really just talking about how all of the different interactions in your career help you as a professional. That is what really stuck out for me. And Michelle's going to go through some of those different interactions for her. But it's important for you to recognize that sometimes it may not be on a client phone call or on a very project-specific task that you're learning. It may just be in other interactions outside of the office with some of these other associations or organizations that are big drivers to your success. So now let's dive into our civil engineering conversation of the week with Michelle Breihoff of Mazer Consulting. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. Anthony Fasano from the Engineering Management Institute, and I'm excited to be here at the corporate headquarters of Mazer Consulting, where I'm sitting down with traffic engineer Michelle Breihoff. Michelle, welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Thank you. So this episode is part of our Women in Civil Engineering series here on the Civil Engineering Podcast. We're going to dive into a couple of exciting things happening here at Mazer and also, of course, Michelle's career as a civil engineer. So Michelle, let's start there. Why don't you give our audience a little bit of a background kind of of your career journey to date? Sure. So I'm a graduate of Northeastern University. I have a degree in civil and environmental engineering. I have been working as a traffic engineer for the past 11 years. Um, I've been at Mazer for six of those years. I am now a, a project manager in our traffic planning group. I'm involved in a number of things here at Mazer, and it's been just a very rewarding and exciting career so far here. Awesome. And one of the activities that you're involved in here, organizations that you're involved in here, is the Mazer Women's Organization, which has, I know, been going for about three years now. Tell us a little bit about that organization. Yeah, so like Anthony said, um, we've been running this organization for about three years here at Mazer, and kind of the idea behind it is to kind of give women of all different aspects, whether you're a receptionist, a principal, a project manager, an engineer, whatever your your title might be here at Mazer, is that it kind of gives everybody the opportunity to lead, to be a part of something, to bring all of your ideas to the table, to kind of give women just kind of a, a, a place to kind of share those experiences, share different ideas, and kind of take on different leadership roles, different ideas, different community involvement ideas, different ideas internally for Mazer. And it's kind of been just a very rewarding, it's kind of been evolving, changing, growing. So we're kind of just, you know, taking it as it comes. No, it's great. And I think it's a very important thing because in the world we live in, in civil engineering, I think all engineering, it is, you know, kind of male heavy. I mean, we know that from, I mean, I know from just going through school and being around the industry for a while. And so having an organization like this or an outlet like this that you feel safe to say, you know, I'd like to be involved with that organization and run that yeah. event or be, take on a lead for that. I think is great. And, you know, I think something to be clear about is that the organization, the Mazer Women's Organization, puts on events for all employees, yes, men and women. Um, it may be conducted by the group. So it might be a panel, for example, that some women here at Mazer are putting on on a technical topic, but all employees are welcome, attend, and interact. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten really great feedback just internally from different employees um, about different events that we've put on for everybody. The first panel event we did was a work-life balance panel. It was men and women on the panel, different aspects, different points in their career, different situations in their family life and their outside life. And it was really, you know, eye-opening to kind of see everybody's different points of view and their their kind of their daily routines, what works, what doesn't work for their families, for them. So that was the first one and that was again very well received. It was filmed here in Red Bank, but broadcast out to all of our offices via like our video conferencing software. 
And then the next one we did was a women in leadership panel event um, where we had different all of the women were at different points in their career, different points of their their leadership opportunities. Mm, that's great. And it kind of spotlighted, again, you know, what works for them, how they got there, obstacles that they've faced, uh, risks that they've taken, and things like that. And again, it was just very well received. It was for everybody. We had great attendance for both events. And, you know, I think that they've been really successful in just getting our message out there and kind of showing everybody you know, what the Mazer Women's Organization is all about and, and different things that we're involved with. And also, the organization puts on community events outside of Mazer, correct? Yes. Yeah, so we've done Dress for Success programs with clothing drives, diaper drives. Um, we are most recently involved in getting together with a Girl Scouts um, group in our community and providing them the educational training that is required for them to be able to get their STEM badge and showing these young girls kind of what it is we do different careers that they can have right. in engineering. It's really exciting to kind of be able to give back to the community and be involved in things like that. I think that's great because I think one of the things we need to think about as industry or community in civil engineering is it's great to do things for the women in the industry right now, but we also need to promote for the future to have yeah. more and more women. And events like that STEM event with the Girl Scouts is a great way to do that. And really what you're doing for those girls is you're showing them women, female leaders in the field. I wish I had that <laughs> yeah. growing up. I mean, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. It was something that I kind of went into without really understanding, I think, the full ramifications of it. But so I, I kind of wish I had that growing up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So, Michelle, how has the... Mazer Women's Organization kind of impacted you or what has been your experience with it? I mean, again, even just for somebody like me who, you know, is a manager here, I am involved in a lot of different things. I'm an associate. So that comes with its own set of responsibilities. But it has even given me, you know, somebody who has a lot of interaction with clients and business development and stuff like that, you know, even just a, a place to share my experiences and my ideas and to kind of help those around me and learn from them as well. So, I mean, I'm just as rewarded, I think, as, as anybody to be a part of it. So, Right. It doesn't matter if you're a recent graduate, like you said, or, yeah. or an associate. I think or, anybody can get it, get something out of it. Yeah. And it does seem like some of the conversations that I've had with Michelle, with other people at Mazer, when Mazer Women's Organization comes up, especially if I'm talking to someone involved with it, they get, you know, there's like some energy there. And they, they kind of yeah. get excited in their voice about it because it's had traction, it's had success. It sounds like you have a lot of people involved and you get together on a regular basis to do planning and stuff and there's participation. And I think we're growing as the company grows, our organization is growing. And I think the more um, activities or the more events that we are broadcasting to the rest of the company, it's, it's kind of gaining that traction and really you know, coming into its own as a group. So Yeah, and I think the point, and I know we made this already, but it's important, is that you're creating events for everybody. So you're promoting networking, you're promoting interaction between the men and women at Mazer. Yeah. And every company needs that. You know, whether it's put on by a women's organization or whatever organization, I feel that like a lot of companies don't even have those kind of networking or interaction opportunities. Right. So for instance, um, just going along with that, something that we are doing in the future is an event on negotiation skills. And that is going to be presented by two of our women's organization members. And it's going to be for everybody. I mean, it's going to be for men and women, for the whole entire company. But it is happened to be supported by the Mazer Women's Organization. So it kind of gives 
it's kind of twofold. It's good training for everybody, and it kind of is, is spotlighting, again, the Mazer Women's Organization. So it's great. It's, it's awesome. Really great. Yeah. And I think just one thing that before we you know talk a little bit more about your career specifically on the Mazer Women's Organization is why I think it's important for other firms that might be listening is you may have women working in your firm that have a great skill set, a great talent, and they may just be uncomfortable sharing it. Right. Or right. utilizing it in a way that may be in a leadership way outside of the project in the community. And if you create a pathway for them to do that, it could have a very positive impact on your company, for your clients, for, you know, younger people that are watching. And I'm excited to be here and to, and to learn more about it and to share it with those people out there. So let's transition back to you a little bit. You've been in your career for about 11 years or so. We've been here at Mazer for six and you're a manager now, you have a, a team of people you manage. And one of the things that I just want to talk a little bit about is you're also a mother. You have two kids. So talk about that a little bit in terms of your career. <laughs> I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. So my hands are pretty full uh, when I get home. But yeah, I mean, every day is different. I always joke that like there's, it's just, you could try to prepare, try to plan, try to have everything in order. And, you know, sometimes you're getting a phone call as soon as you get to work that your kid is sick and you have right. to come pick them up and you're turning back around. I always joke that some days I feel like I have it all together. I can do this. I'm good. And then some days I want to cry when I'm driving home. So it's everything in between. But I do feel like it's important to to be a good role model, especially to my daughter and, and even to my son to kind of show them that I can do this, that I can have a job, have a career, be successful, and be a great mom at the same time. But I do have to say that it's not always easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I hear you 100%. And so. I, I think what you've described is in terms of, you know, always having to be like in a way on call, you know, so to speak, is very similar to the job of a civil engineer, right? I mean, you right. come to work every day as a civil engineer on your projects and you have no idea what's going to happen, right? Right. I mean, I mean, 100%. <laughs> you get phone calls, you got to put out fires with clients, yeah. with... I'm sure each of them kind of help each other in some way, shapes, or form because you are alert, ready to go, ready to deal with things that you're not expecting. Yeah, yeah I think that's actually a good way to put it is that the, the time management and organizational skills required for both jobs is demanding. <laughs> is and, demanding, and, yeah. You know, again, it's like an on-call. Both of yeah. these positions are very on-call, very kind of needed all the time. One of the things I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, because I know that Mazer is a multidisciplinary firm. Yep. And as a traffic engineer, you know, you get involved, I'm sure, at early stages of projects, maybe in planning stages when they're doing traffic counts and planning around sites. And I would also imagine that you really need to be involved with other disciplines here at yeah. Mazer. Can you talk about that a little bit and how that's helped or, you know, in your career? Sure. So that's actually uh, kind of what brought me here to Red Bank. I was actually working um, in one of our other offices, but... The need for somebody in traffic really became apparent that they needed somebody here in Red Bank, um, just because we do have the most disciplines, we mm -hmm. do have the larger groups here. So it just kind of made sense to, to transition to this office. And with that being said, you know, we are definitely the group that probably coordinates with every other group the most. Right. You know, we kind of have our, our hands in every other pocket and what's going on in every other job. So it has... It, it definitely is a good thing and a bad thing because you definitely have the ability to have a lot of exposure here okay. because you're getting to know different managers and different groups, even different offices, different disciplines. So it kind of gives you that internal network from the start. You know, once you start 
really managing those projects and getting involved that you feel like you are dealing with just a lot of different people and a lot of different groups on a daily basis, um, which I think has actually been a good thing because it, it kind of gives you that internal network and that exposure within the company. So it's actually right. helped me grow, I think, a lot to kind of have those relationships with other managers. Right. Everyone wants to know you because when they need their traffic <laughs> done, they, can, they, want, they want to push it through. Yeah. So to that point, I'm sure that there are civil engineers listening that maybe now or maybe in the future are going to have a role like that where they're going to have to communicate with a lot of different disciplines, a lot of different department heads. How do you prepare for something like that? How do you, I mean, it's not something in school where they tell you you're going to have to talk to all these different engineers, different departments and coordinate everything. So how do you learn or how do you do it? I think step one is just making sure you're very comfortable, very confident technically, because I think it's important to portray that to the other managers so they have that trust in you, that you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about. Um, So I mean, step one is really, really getting that technical background, being comfortable, being able to answer questions, able to provide those services to other people. Once you have that, the conversations and the interactions become you know, a lot easier because you have that confidence, you have that knowledge, and and a kind of all of those things are working together. But I do have to say that kind of in what we do, you know, the personality, the communication, all of that stuff is key because you kind of need to be able to talk to people. You need to be able to deal with clients, deal with towns, deal with other engineers, deal with agencies yeah. and stuff like that. So there is a definitely a huge communication aspect that is not technical. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good point. I know oftentimes you'll hear people say, especially in the world of civil engineering, that you need to develop your communication skills if you want to be successful. And I kind of feel like sometimes you get tired of hearing that because everyone says that, but this is like a real life example of why you need them. Yeah. It's because of the interaction with all these different types of people. And if you're going to work at a multidisciplinary firm, you're going to be in the middle of these projects that are going to require maybe five different departments sitting around a table saying, how are we going to get this project done? And if it happens to be your project or your client, you're going to be the one responsible for making sure that all that communication flows. And even if you work at a smaller company, you may just be doing it with other companies, right? right? Like an outside architect or a traffic consultant that you bring in. So which also kind of leads me to my next question, which is, have you found that, you know, developing some knowledge in these different aspects like geotechnical or like site work has been helpful in these efforts? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you definitely want to make sure you're well-rounded, that you're not just honed in on exactly what it is that you do on a daily basis, that you're kind of aware of what it is that the other disciplines do um, and are involved with. I'm not saying you need to be an expert in them, right? but having that knowledge of what they do, it does kind of help bring the conversation, you know, better conversation, better direction, just to kind of get to the finish line of what these projects are. So it is, I think, important to be you know, just a well-rounded engineer overall. And talk a little bit about client interaction. What does that look like for you? Is that something that you do a lot? Is it something that, you know, you had to kind of get comfortable with? Yeah, so both. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely something that kind of comes with the territory as you're you're growing in your career, as you're managing projects. Even I I attend, you know, a few hearings a month for different projects that I'm working on, which are at night with the clients. And even just networking and business development events. So it's definitely something that's a skill that you definitely have to kind of grow into because you're not, you're not going to, you know, be comfortable with it right away. 
but it is something that has kind of come with the territory and that something is very valuable because now even just me as a young project manager is seeing, you know, the repeat in the clients, clients coming back to me, clients reaching out directly to me to kind of go, you know, run with their jobs. So it's very rewarding. I mean, it's definitely like at the point in my career where it's starting to get really, really exciting because I'm starting to kind of really develop my own thing and my own brand, so to speak. And to that point, how important is confidence overall to be successful as a manager? The most important thing. (laughs) I mean, really the most important, especially at hearings or at different, if you're not confident and you don't, you know, stick your ground and know what you're talking about, you're going to kind of get crushed. So (laughs) I would say it's the most important thing. Yeah, that's kind of what it was sounding like from all of the, the back and forth we've had here so far. And really, from my experience, you know, the more you do this stuff, the more meetings you go to, and the more interactions you have, your confidence only grows. However, I do think that there are things that can help boost your confidence, like the Mazer Women's Organization and the stuff that they're doing, like going to a hearing and having one successful presentation that, you know, builds up a little confidence for the next one. And I personally think the conversation that we had around working with different departments is a huge, or for me as a civil engineer, was a huge confidence booster because when I could go to a project site and say something like, you know, I've talked to my geotechnical group and they've told me that soil over here is really good for us to be able to put a building here and a parking lot here, I feel more confident because I've had the conversations with people that are experts and I kind of have a little feel for that. And so, you know, the point of this is, depending on the stage of your career, your confidence level may be at one point or another. But I kind of feel like it's one of those catch-22 things is that you need to do things to build confidence. Of course. Yeah, the more practice and the more you do it and the more interactions you have, the better you'll be. But I tell my young staff that all the time, like, Get involved with the guys that are your age, your level in another group, because those are the guys that are going to like grow together. They'll eventually be managers. They're going to come to you. You kind of want to like develop those relationships from the get go. I tell them to like get involved with company softball, company whatever, you know, different just social events, kind of like, again, to build the the internal network, because I think that's kind of also where it starts. And it's like good practice because it's internal. It's not as intimidating as you know, maybe dealing with a client or another company, I kind of, you know, try to promote that from them is to, to get involved with different things here at Mazer and just with each other. Yeah, Michelle makes a really good point there because I know a lot of civil engineers that are so busy with their projects that they tend to push some of these community events or social events or association events to the side, just saying, I'm too busy, I got a project, I got a deadline. And they think that in working on these projects and deadlines, it's kind of, you know, really helping their careers, but at the same time, they're missing out on a lot of career development opportunities, confidence boosters and things of that nature by not going to some of those events. So I know like, you know, it'd be nice to have another hour or two to work on your project or have a night off at home, but really sometimes these interactions, like in terms of like your confidence, you think about like a bucket that you keep wanting to keep filling up. And like every time you get to go to one of these events, you feel more confident. So I guess the point there is like, you know, don't undervalue some of the non-technical, non-project related, or really, I guess one way to say it is that people don't like to hear is non-billable, <laughs> non-billable activities yeah. that can really help to make you overall a better manager, a better yeah. leader in your company, because I hear it too often. I'm too busy to go to that event. Right. No, I, I do. I think it's really important. Yeah. To kind of grow together, to grow into those roles together, and to kind of have those relationships early on. So yeah, and to promote to your team, as Michelle said, to get out there too. Yeah, definitely. And to do it. 
All right, so once again, we're here at Mazer Consulting with Michelle Bryhoff, traffic engineer, and we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to put Michelle on the civil engineering hot seat. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. All right, now it's time for our Civil Engineering Hot Seat segment with Michelle Bryhoff. But before we pepper Michelle with some questions, I would like to once again recognize our sponsor and also our host for this episode, Mazer Consulting. Mazer maintains a culture that is nurtured through the promotion of integrity, collaboration, and socialization. Their employees enjoy comfortable work environments, continuous career advancement, and the ability to impact society not only through the projects they work on, but the company-sponsored activities available to them. Mazer Consulting is on the cutting edge of technology, and their opportunistic approach to expansion creates personal and professional growth opportunities across all areas of the firm. Leadership's dedication to the well-being of their employees and their families is demonstrated throughout the wide range of benefits and programs available to them. Mazer Consulting has a civil site group located in their Hamilton, New Jersey office for which they are currently seeking an engineer, project engineer, and project manager. The engineering role would include performing design tasks such as grading and drainage associated with civil engineering projects. For the PM role, Mazer is seeking a qualified individual to grow the engineering business. This person will be responsible for developing the civil site engineering discipline in the market, as well as assisting in growing existing disciplines. The main responsibilities include developing business, building a staff, and generating and maintaining clients. All right, we're back. Michelle, you ready for the hot seat? I am. Do you have any routines or rituals you do on a daily basis, whether it's a morning routine, lunchtime, that helps to kind of contribute to your overall success? Definitely lists. That is what I do daily. I'm constantly making lists. I make lists for myself, lists for my staff. Usually by 10 a.m., I riff those lists up, put a new list together (laughs) because everything is completely changed. But, you know, that is my number one on how I stay organized. And I don't know what I would do without a list. (laughs) I mean, I have some feelings that you're not the only engineer out there that uses lists. Yes. (laughs) You're probably not the only engineer at this table (laughs) that uses lists. But um, listen, everyone's got to have their way to stay organized. Yeah. Um, Especially like we talked about earlier, as a civil engineer, you're on call. Yeah. You got clients calling you, you know, every day in traffic. You got things happening on roadways. Things can happen yeah. all the time. So. Things are constantly changing. Like I said, by 10 a.m., yeah. I'm usually reprioritizing my list, changing my list. Right. What I find, though, is that just by just having a list, yeah. it's helpful in terms of, like, you know, feeling, again, going back to confidence and feeling comfortable. Like, all right, I know what's in front of me. Yep. It may change in 10 minutes. Yeah. But at least I feel like I have a little bit of a handle on something, <laughs> which is helpful. All right, next question. Are there any a book or books that you found to be extremely helpful in terms of your professional development? Yeah, so there's definitely a few. I mean, I, I read a lot of different books, you know, more for pleasure than for, for sure. work, but specifically dealing with, you know, challenges that I face um, at work. One book in particular that I've recently read is uh, Rachel Hollis, Girl, Wash Your Face. And it's kind of a book about, again, a woman in a leadership position. She's been a very successful person in her career. And it's kind of these things that you tell yourself, you know, that you can't do this, you can't have this, you know, it's too much, you're not going to be able to do it. And it's kind of debunking all of those things on why you shouldn't think that way and why you can do it. And it was just, it was actually a really, her personality and her way of writing, it was very funny and very witty. So I, I just thought it was a really like fun, interesting book to read on 
And it kind of touched on a lot of different things. Again, being a working mom and and kind of trying to balance everything and you can uh, feeling to it a lot. feeling like you can't do it at times, but then right. seeing kind of the bigger picture as to why it matters and why you should fight for those things. No, so it, was, it was a fun book to read. Yeah, that's good. I think it's good reading things like that because it can keep you going a bit. It can yeah. help you to know that you're not the only one in certain situations. And it can just be inspiring, which is a positive. So thanks for sharing that one. You've had managers undoubtedly in your career. You probably have a manager now or supervisor. Now, I'm asking you to name names here, but just in general, if you think back to some of your favorite managers, your best managers, what made them your favorite? So something that's, I think, helped me grow and that I think is very important is that just being able to have an open dialogue with the person that you work for, that you work with, being able to have those tougher conversations as well as, you know, the good conversations, understanding exactly where you are as far as your career, your career path, having that kind of laid out in front of you to really make that clear. Because I feel like when people are left in the dark and aren't really sure of those things, it can be be a little bit of a deterrent, you know, to not work as hard. Mm -hmm. But when it's kind of laid out in front of you and you kind of have that path and they say, you know, do this, this, and this, and, you know, that's the end game, and that's where this is going, and that's where all of your hard work is going, you know, it kind of makes you more motivated and makes you want to kind of do all of those things. So I just think that open dialogue, that transparent atmosphere to kind of, for good or bad, know exactly where you stand is a very important thing. And I, I think a lot of maybe people are, are a little bit afraid to have those conversations with their staff, so... No, that's important. And for those of you listening out there who are striving to be great managers, we've actually done some research at the Engineering Management Institute around this new diagnostic tool we're building. And we uncovered some of these key drivers to really successful managers by asking that question to a lot of engineers. And one of the key drivers that we found was that managers that provide career growth opportunities, talk about career growth opportunities, focus on their staff's careers, mm-hmm. are oftentimes considered, you know, their best or their favorite managers because they're really focused not just on how many projects you can crank out while you're working for me, but how can I help you get to where you want to go in your career? And oh, by the way, this is what it looks like. This is where you're headed. Right. Yeah. It kind of gives you that step-by-step, you know, kind of path on on how to get there. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to be heading in their career not knowing where they're headed. I mean, it's, you know, who wants to do that? It's like if you got in your car and you started driving around with no intention of going anywhere. So it's great to hear you say that because we found that as well. And it sounds like that's a kind of a real case example there of, of how that's true. All right. So now it's time for the last question here. It's pretty simple. <laughs> okay. If you were to get into an elevator with a civil engineer who okay. maybe had less experience than you and you had about 30 seconds with him or her and you wanted to give them some type of career advice, what would it be? I would have to say that my advice would be to just get as much exposure as possible really different aspects of engineering, different aspects of what your job entails, you know, going even just for training purposes to hearings, to meetings, to kind of see kind of what it is that your job might look like in the next five to 10 years. And really, again, fostering those relationships internally with different, maybe people your age that are your peers that, you know, you guys can kind of grow together in your careers. And like I said, you know, eventually they'll be managers and they'll be coming to you and you guys will be interacting you know, at that management level. So it's it's good to have those internal relationships and to kind of just get as much exposure as possible internally, externally, and just all around in different aspects of what's going on around you. That's awesome because, in my opinion, the best civil engineers are the ones that are really well-rounded, like we talked about before. 
And so by getting exposure, yes, you may have your own technical expertise like traffic, but the more you know about the way projects come together and the different aspects of projects, really, you know, the better you can be as a, as a civil engineer and as a manager, especially in this industry. So Michelle Breihoff, traffic engineer, Maser Consulting, thank you so much for spending some time with thank us on you. the Civil Engineering Podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Michelle Breihoff of Mazer Consulting. I think what Mazer is doing with the Mazer Women's Organization is a great thing, and it fits in perfectly with our Women in Civil Engineering series that we're producing here on the Civil Engineering Podcast. And what Michelle talked about in terms of giving women an avenue to build their confidence and to do some things in their career that they might not be comfortable doing without that safe space to do it is a great thing. And the fact that they do events for all employees together to bring people together is also an awesome thing. So thank you so much to Michelle and Mazer for hosting me and having me and just for the whole conversation. I really enjoyed it and I hope you did as well. Now, I also want to just mention for those of you that are young civil engineers aspiring to be managers or young civil engineering managers, we have an online workshop entitled the Engineering Management Accelerator workshop, engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. This workshop is focused around helping you as a civil engineer build some of the people skills that you need to be a powerful leader in the field. Over the course of five weeks, you'll spend approximately one hour, maybe a little bit more on course time, including interactive web sessions, little assignments that can help you take big steps. And the five skill building sessions in the course are how to build effective communication skills with team members and clients, how to build expertise and master public speaking, how to improve your productivity and billability, networking and building relationships, and last but not least, high leverage leadership, doing things like delegation and engaging with people. The course has been very popular. We've got a lot of great feedback. You could check it all out at engineer2manager.com. Our next live session starts in mid-October, but if you don't want to wait, you can do it on demand as soon as today. So check that out, and I hope you can utilize it to build some of your management skills. You can also find the show notes for this episode at civilengineeringpodcast.com. Look for episode number 128. There you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. Thank you for listening to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Be sure to visit civilengineeringpodcast.com where you can listen to past episodes and also submit your project to be featured on the show. We also invite you to visit our main website at engineeringcareercoach.com and download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also help to develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success. 